1: Every day, it seems, there's a new headline about ex-owner Elon Musk. He's said to be throttling traffic to websites he dislikes. He's fighting Mark Zuckerberg, or he's not. But a recent crop of editors and publishers have started to pose a provocative question. How much should we ignore Elon Musk? Let's bring in Jessica Lesson, founder and CEO of The Information. Uh, So, Jessica, I mean, I guess nobody's forcing us to, to pay attention, but he does now own this very key Social platform, very important distribution uh, mechanism for for news. It's the real-time source of a lot. So how can we uh, properly ignore what he's doing?
0: Well, I think we have to focus here on what's happening with Musk, Inc. versus what he's posting. And I think trying to distract us from Musk, Inc. You know, uh, I guess X's, formerly known as Twitter's revenues, down 50%. Tesla's profits taken a haircut because they've got to lower prices. You know, over at SpaceX, the Starship is it got off the launch pad, but it you know it, it ultimately crashed. So I believe that Musk is out there posting incessantly about pranks and fights and driving to people's houses and and showing off his autopilot on his Tesla. Because he'd rather we focus on that. I say, let's focus on the business.
1: Okay, so why is it important for us to focus on the business, which is now privately held and maybe is struggling, maybe is coming back, depending on. I mean, I guess I wonder its role in society and the news ecosystem and how everybody gets information is very relevant as well.
0: Absolutely, and it's a great point, Mike. Because as journalists, we do pay probably more attention to this platform than certainly its revenue um, would suggest we should. But X is important. Musk bought it because he believes that it is an important, important town square, Um, and it has huge influence of so many businesses, including media companies. And so I think we've got to pay attention to what's going there. It also, you know, if if the financials continue, Musk is going to have to make some moves with his other companies to continue to pay for this thing. So it's an important piece of the business puzzle, but we should certainly put it in context. Linda Yaccarino told me last week that they were close to break even and she's brought back a lot of advertisers and named names like Coca-Cola and Anthem. Yeah, Sarah, I think time will tell. Right. And then that is the question. Linda is in there. She's got um, the reputation and relationships to bring people back. But are they going to come back in big dollars? You know, advertisers like to say they're back on the platform to give the CEO a nice press release. I think the numbers will tell whether there's meaningful business to be built. Also, Musk's plan was not just advertising. He said advertising is never going to get this company to where it needs to go. He wants to do subscriptions. He wants to do commerce. So far, both of those are stalled. Right. I mean, it seems
1: at least right now Although they have started to charge uh, for TweetDeck. He's doing this thing with, uh, I guess, paying subscribers where maybe he's going to share some ad revenue. I just wonder about the, um, the prospects, not just for X to become the everything app, but for anything to become the everything app in this context?
0: I I actually, it's a great point. I think the web is fragmenting and and the days of everything apps are over, but it seems like Musk is out there throwing ideas out there. He's gotta get engineers interested. He may have to raise money and get investors interested. So, um, you know, we see that kind of behavior from a lot of CEOs. Really, the devil's gonna be in what they build and what they do. And lately, you know, with the report from The Washington Post around throttling traffic to publisher sites that he doesn't like, you know, that doesn't seem like the kind of behavior that's going to get advertisers back on board and to really grow this business.
1: Well, you mentioned that in your piece about the, the, the throttling of, you know, traffic to sites he seems not to prefer. But where does that leave us? You mentioned, of course, he bought the platform saying he was in support of unfettered Free speech. Uh, but where does that bring us with all social media platforms and what people are looking to do to regulate what travels over them as we get into an election year? Uh,
0: this is the great question. I mean, clearly, um, all the platforms are moderating to some degree. I personally think they did go too far in the past in, in moderating. And partially, that's what brought Musk to X but I, I find it just really problematic that someone whose stated mission is to bring free speech to the platform is throttling, which which is a type of moderation that's pretty sneaky. Um, it's very different from even saying publicly, we're not going to post links to these platforms for X, Y and Z reason. It's doing it um, behind the backs of everyone. He, he supposedly reversed it after this report from The Post came out. Um, so I, I think it, it's, it's cause yeah. for concern. But the bigger question, certainly going into the election, how are all the platforms, Meta, YouTube, and so on, um, going to deal with uh, not just uh, sort of moderation questions around um, the kind of content we're used to, but God forbid all the fake news coming from AI. Um, it's going to be pretty mad, I think.
1: Uh, certainly will be. And we can all remember, though, in years past, newspaper publishers complaining about how Facebook <laughs> dealt with, uh, you know, distributing pl- uh, traffic back to them. Jessica, thanks so much. Appreciate you joining us today.
2: Microsoft, of course, uh, was a frontrunner in the AI boom, probably still is. But despite the head start, the tech giant is struggling to gain on its key rival in search, Google, here to discuss is Gene Munster, Deepwater Managing Partner. Gene, let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, I, I I joined the rush to Bing there, but I have to say that I haven't used Bing nearly as much as I've been using Google because old habits die hard, I suppose.
3: Yes, Tyler, there are numbers around those old habits, and I think the Wall Street Journal appropriately outlines that uh, Microsoft is not closing the gap. I just want to quickly fill in the blanks here essentially uh, Microsoft's their search share is just fractionally increased since the beginning of the year we saw that in the June numbers their search business grew three percent year over year that was unchanged from the growth in the March quarter Google search on the other hand grew at five percent in June up from two percent growth in March so we've seen this quickening pace which ultimately uh, presents what I would describe as three pressure points related to how Microsoft is going to play out here. And to frame this in, I think the first piece is is that the use case between chat and search is still, uh, the the differences between the use case are still uh, wide enough that people are still going to Google uh, for search. Second is that uh, ultimately, Uh, Google has a massive distribution advantage, 20 to 1 by my estimates. And that's when you talk about the behavior, that's the behavior piece that's really hard to break. It's essentially entrenched. It's through Chrome, which is the most popular browser, and separately through Android, which uh, has 80% share of essentially the smartphone global market. And then the third piece related to Microsoft closing the gap is Google's not done here. Later this year, they're going to come out with Gemini, which is a new model that will compete with GPT. And I suspect that that's going to create more attention from users. And so I think when you put all this together at Deepwater, our view is that Google is going to be one of the clear winners in AI. And I think that that's becoming more clear in the near term related to search. So
2: you used an interesting phrase there, and I'd like to hear you elaborate on it a little bit, Gene. And that is the difference between search and chat. Who uses what for what?
3: So search is uh, what we've been doing for 20 years and uh, the the primary use of search is information. That's about 50% of the queries. About 30% are used for commerce and 20% for navigation, so that's search. Chat is this generative experience that's, that has kind of caught, captured all of our attention. Sometimes chat has uh, has search-like features. I'll give you an example. Today I was using uh, I was using uh, Bing uh, through their Edge browser and asked how to clean tile, and uh, it gave me a response on how to clean tile, and it also gave surprisingly it gave links about fifteen different links to purchase. Tile cleaning products, that's an example of chat trying to get into uh, the commerce piece. Commerce, right. But Tyler, that's that's the that's the difference between uh, chat and search, and right now people's behavior really is looking at it as two totally different things.
2: Well, let no one say that Gene Munster doesn't mind getting his hands dirty, all right? That's true. I do like that. We know what you did today. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'm thinking that if I want to find out the phone number or the menu of my local Chinese restaurant, I'm going to search for that, right? I don't need chat for that. I just, I, I put in T.S. Ma, Montclair, New Jersey, and I get it. Uh, uh, I, I get the information. Uh, chat I would use for a totally different purpose.
3: That's right. And uh, the the kind of the way this plays out longer term is, of course, this belief that Ultimately, we're going to just go to one uh, source. We're going to go to one uh, piece of information. You, you said something important at the beginning. You said when I search for something, search and Google are 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 basically interchangeable. That yeah. concept, and so. I think at the end of the day, uh, the the lines are that Microsoft wants to convert chat experience into search type of revenue, and they're trying to do that with some of the advertising they've just recently started. And separately, Google realizes that this is a a potential risk, and so they're adding more chat-like features that are embedded in their basic search. And I'll get to write the punchline. I talked about three pressure points. There's really one pressure point to this whole story. Can Google ultimately, with their new search uh, paradigm that they're coming out with, Gem and I integrating that with Google search can that ultimately create uh, an experience where you just go to Google and uh, s- sometimes you're looking for help uh, crafting an email and sometimes you're looking for uh, help uh, trying to purchase something. So that's the attention game. But the advantage is clearly in Google's favor. And I think that's what we're seeing from this journal story today.
2: So so I find it. Fa- so tie it all together for me. Are you se- What is the implication of this hypothesis that you've just laid out brilliantly for the two stocks, especially for Microsoft?
3: i think microsoft's play i don't think that they're going to make progress in search i think that they're going to have uh, do a great job of integrating generative ai into office and i think that they'll charge thirty dollars a month more for that and they're going to have a a, a good a great business around that when it comes to google i think we're going to have another a shift like we saw in 2010 when we moved from desktop to mobile. I remember at the time I was an analyst and there was a lot of concern about what that was going to do to some of the cost per click and the amount of activity. And ultimately the price per click went down, but the amount of clicks went up exponentially when you put a computer in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see the same thing once Google integrates more uh, generative AI. We're just going to go to Google a lot more and Google is going to find ways to make money. So when I put this together, I mean, Deepwater is invested in And Google, we're not invested in Microsoft, and I think that that says it all.
2: And you know what else says it all?
3: That you spent the morning
2: cleaning grout. I I love you, man. I love it. I do love getting my hands dirty. uh, Great. Gene Munster, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.